2: Welcome to Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. I'm Stacey Banfield here with Dr. Stephen Hotsey, founder of the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center. And we have some great shows on tap for you today. Uh, but first, if you have not already downloaded our podcast, you can go to HoetzePodcast.com. That's H-O-T-Z-E Podcast.com because we are passionate about health And there is a lot to be learned out there, isn't there, Dr. Hoetze?
0: Absolutely. And we're going to learn a lot today.
2: Yes. So we have got a doctor on today, Dr. Al Johnson, and he is an expert on mold, which sounds kind of icky at first, but you know what? Mold is everywhere and it affects more of your lifestyle than you might think. So Dr. Hoetze, take it away.
0: Thanks so much. And thank each one of you for joining us today on Dr. Hoetze's Wellness Revolution. I believe that you and every individual needs a doctor and a staff of professionals who have the wherewithal and are trained to help you obtain and maintain health and wellness naturally. So as you mature, you've got energy, vitality, and enthusiasm for life without using pharmaceutical drugs. And we uh, we have a program set up here at the Healthy Health and Wellness Center to help you achieve that today on our podcast. We have a longtime friend of mine of over 30 years, medical colleague, Dr. Al Johnson, who is the founder and owner of the Johnson Medical Associates in Richardson, Texas. Dr. Johnson uh, is a doctor of internal medicine. He trained under Dr. Bill Ray at Environmental, medical, uh, environmental Center there in Dallas uh, several decades ago. And so he specializes in environmental medicine he specializes in allergy medicine. He specializes in the treatment of mold uh, sensitivities and mold toxicities. And I wanted to bring him on because, as you're well aware, in Houston two years ago when Hurricane Harvey came through, we had horrific flooding in about 5 to 10 percent of the area, and the homes were flooded. And I mean, uh, some of them, they were completely underwater. And these homes have uh, people went in to reme- remediate the homes, but I know that the, in uh, fixing the homes up, there's going to be a lot of problems with mold developing. And so I'm concerned about that. And I wanted Dr. Johnson to talk about mold uh, sensitivities, mold toxicity, mold allergies, and how he handles that, because this is his specialty. And there's going to be a lot of problems in Houston over the next several years with people with poor health who aren't going to know what's going on, and they will simply be exposed to mold in their formerly flooded homes that they've tried to remediate but didn't get it done effectively. So, Al, thank you for joining us today.
1: It's my privilege. Thanks for having me.
0: You bet. Now, tell us about your interest in mold and how you ev- what you do to evaluate that uh, at uh, at your medical center there in Dallas. Yes. Well,
1: there's Mold is all all around us. So there's outdoor mold uh, that we breathe every day. As you pointed out, Houston has a a high mold uh, count just in general because it's it's a damper environment. So mold likes to grow in that damp environment. The problem is, is when that dampness gets inside your home or inside a building. uh, And then mold starts to grow. It can grow in the walls, it can grow where there's been flooding, uh, any place where there's dampness, on the sheetrock, in the attic. uh, In the air vents too, air conditioning. Yeah, air vents, the the heating air conditioning system, uh, and then it gets dispersed. Now, there's concentration of the black molds inside which produce toxins, and that's what really tends to make people sick. So they not only get exposed to a concentration of the mold spores, which is the allergy factor, but molds such as Stachybotrys, chitonium, aspergillus, penicillium produce different toxins. They're neurotoxins. Uh, and they affect the nervous system. They affect the immune system. Uh, they affect the mitochondria. And the result in that is, is people feel tired. They can't think. They have numbness, tingling, shortness of breath, but yet they don't wheeze. Uh, They get dizzy, lightheaded, uh, and just become non-functional from the toxic part of it. The allergies can cause the itchy eyes, the runny nose, the headaches. Uh, It causes fatigue also from the allergy part. Uh, And then the more severe exposed people that that may be immunocompromised or have a history of allergies can get infected. So they get mold growing in their sinuses or in their lungs. And that can be the aspergillus, the penicillium. When that happens, they call it aspergillosis, pneumonia. And these people are really sick. Uh, and usually they end up on, uh, IV antibiotics or for the fungus, antifungals in the hospital. Uh, So that's the basic
0: scenario. So really there are three major problems with mold. First and most common are people that have mold allergies, people that have inhaled allergy problems from weed, tree, grass, pollen, dust mite, mold, spore, and animal dinners are going to react to molds. And that can just be in in the external environment Uh, from the rain. it, It rains a lot in Houston, so... We've got, we've got a moldy sort of climate, and we, people have problems with that. The second thing is that when they get mold in their internal environment in their house, those molds, specific molds that you have mentioned, uh, give off toxins, and those toxins are neurotoxic, so they can affect our neurological system, and you described the symptoms that occur. But then thirdly, sometimes people can, because, of their, because their immune system has been overwhelmed, maybe they've just had severe allergies they have got a bad immune system maybe they got a little thyroid and their immune system is compromised from other from that or other issues they can literally get infected with with these various mold and the funguses in their body so those are three different levels and some people have all three don't they exactly now what so- what, what what is it now oftentimes these individuals who who uh, present to conventional doctors with the uh, with the dizziness, with the inability to think clearly, the fatigue, the muscle aches and pains, you routinely, your conventional doctor is going to do routine blood tests on them, and the blood tests usually come back. Everything comes back in the normal range, and they don't really have anything to hang their hat on. Why is it that most conventional doctors don't think of mold toxicity or mold allergy or even mold infection when they see these patients?
1: Well, number one, many doctors just rely upon blood tests, and they just use standard blood tests uh, that are kind of screening tests but don't know the questions to ask, don't know the test to order, and they haven't been taught about what toxins do to the body. Uh, It's not one of the subjects that's really addressed in medical school. There's very little in postgraduate education on it. And then there's a big push to deny mold causes any problem because of the uh, legal part of it, the insurance part of it. it it's really expensive to clean up and remediate uh, buildings that are contaminated. And so there's a push out there to have disinformation about it. Uh, but the people that I see come in with the story is, I feel pretty good when I'm away from my house or when I'm away from work, I go to work. And as the day goes on, my headache picks up, I get more fatigued, I start coughing, my eyes itch and burn. Uh, the same kind of stories can be at home. And patients will say, well, when I go on vacation, I feel pretty good, but I come back to the house uh, I feel sick again. I get the headaches, the nausea, uh, the dizziness, uh, the fatigue. Uh, so those are common history things that uh, make me aware to look at uh, environmental factors, mold in particular. And now we have specific tests that can define what mold you're exposed to. It's a blood test. You look at IgG antibodies. Uh, there's IgE antibodies that are can be determined also through skin testing. And you need to do interdermal skin testing, not prick testing for the molds because that uh, is not a really good way to test mold sensitivity. And then there's a urine test that is done to test for the mold toxins.
0: Right, uh, and, and what is the name of that test?
1: That is a mycotoxin test by real-time labs in right. Carrollton, Texas.
0: So most physicians are not trained to even think about mold toxicity, and we know because there's a, people that have what what is known as... Uh, you, you described they have problems when they co- may be in their home or at their place of work, or maybe it's at school. Remember, this can affect schools too. And there are plenty of schools throughout the country that have mold growing in them that are af- adversely affecting the kids' ability to really function well in those schools. So th- we this is known too as a, a sick building syndrome. So people say, boy, that building makes me sick. It's a sick building syndrome. And and really, the underlying cause, the common underlying cause, or the most most common underlying cause, is mold uh, growing in the building and putting off toxins, uh, which adversely affect an individual, and uh, also uh, putting off mold spores that cause allergy reactions. So, when you when you evaluate uh, an individual, and by the way, most of these patients, when they end up at conventional doctors' offices, who don't even Think it doesn't even cross their mind. One, they could have allergies, much less uh, to mold, much less mold toxicity or mold infection. These doctors will commonly place these individuals on antidepressants, anti anxiety medication, sleep medication, anti inflammatory medication, and that does not address the problem. But frankly, it just makes the patients more toxic from the toxins that, that, are, that are in the pharmaceutical. Uh, products that they're taking. So I'm sure when you, when you see individuals that come into your office, they're probably, many of them are already on a host of pharmaceutical drugs.
1: Yeah, no, that is absolutely true. And they aren't getting better and they only have side effects from them. And they're really frustrated because they've seen four or five different doctors been to the ER numerous times and they say, well, you know, it's just all in your head. Well, it is because the nervous system is affected.
0: <laughs> it is in your head, in your brain. <laughs> you're toxic. Literally. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, in order to get these people well, you got to get rid of the toxins first. So, avoidance is the first thing. Uh, and so, you got to define what's going on. Uh, you need to get a good indoor air quality uh, specialist to come in and test, look for mold spores. Uh, there's certified ones in the state of Texas. Uh, we now can measure. Mold volatile organic compounds. The the odors and the chemicals that the mold puts off is directly related to uh, those molds.
0: So we can and measure we can measure mold toxins in the house as well.
1: You measure mold toxins. You can measure the volatile organic, the chemical that they put out, uh, which is a volatile one like the gasolines, a volatile organic, uh, benzene, is toluene, those type of things. Uh, then you can measure the mycotoxin in the patient and you measure the patient's antibodies to correlate it. So you can correlate the whole exposure from what the house has to what the patient has, to what they're sensitive to from, and then what toxins they have in them. So from a treatment standpoint, avoidance is the first thing you got to get them out of that
0: environment. Got to get them out of the house or the building.
1: Exactly. Then you got to help their body detoxify. And that's where nutrients come into play uh vitamin c b complex helps the liver process all this along with lipoic acid uh glutathione Glutathione, you need the lipolyzed glutathione and and uh, coq10 so all those things then help detoxify Uh, if the patient does not have a good detoxification mechanism and they're weak uh, then we use hyperbaric oxygen treatment to help speed up the mitochondria to get oxygen to the tissues so they can heal. So it helps detoxify, heals the tissues that have been damaged by the toxins, and these people can recover.
0: You also do allergy testing for uh, for exactly. the allergens as well and treat treat those as well.
1: Yeah, and so as part of the assessment, we find out whether they're allergy, allergic, and then you get them on, on allergy treatment. Interesting enough, uh, a lot of these patients are gluten-sensitive also. Uh, For some reason, the genetics on gluten makes them more susceptible and less able to detoxify. And so many times you have to look at some of their basic foods uh, to see whether they're sensitive to that or gluten-sensitive. So many of them are on a gluten-free diet, a dairy-free diet, uh, and and then there may be some other different foods that they end up uh, sensitive to. Also, all these symptoms pile onto each other. And so unless you're really thorough in evaluating the patient, a uh, doctor can really get confused and the patient says, well, I'm not getting any better. You may be doing everything right, but miss the gluten sensitivity.
0: Exactly. So uh, that gluten, center, and, and we're here at the OT Health and Wellness Center, we just we follow uh, Dr. William Davis's recommendation, don't eat any wheat. Just don't eat it because it causes a host of health problems. Not only is wheat a simple carbohydrate, which means it's starch and converts to sugar. It's got gliadin in it. It's got glue, gluten in it, amylopectin in it. And these various different proteins in the in the uh, wheat itself can cause damage, neurological damage, and they can uh, cause, they cause an addiction. And, of course, they can cause the production of uh, small particles of lipoprotein, which make you more... Uh, easily developing coronary artery disease. So we just eliminate, (laughs) eliminate wheat. If you want to be healthy, do your best to eliminate wheat and wheat products, all grain products. And that goes for also using corn, potatoes, and rice. We recommend that to just keep your sugar level down to a bare minimum. Anyway, so the program that you offer is a complete evaluation of the patient's one home life, or work life, where they feel sick, you 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 determine the symptoms. They've been to a bunch of doctors, so you know that they've got something going on, and the conventional doctors just haven't been able to discover it. You know about mold because you've treated, I don't know, I, I have to bet over the last 20 years, you've treated thousands of patients with mold uh, toxicity. Okay. Exactly. So you know this, and, and you're You're well-known. You're one of the leading authorities in the country, if not the world, on the treatment of individuals with mold allergy, mold toxicity, and uh, individuals that have mold infections. Now, tell us about that last question or the last topic uh, we have alluded to it. Tell us about mold infections. How do you make that diagnosis of a mold infection in the body?
1: Well, the two places where the mold can um, take up residency is in your sinuses, and then in your lungs, typically, in this situation.
0: Right. Uh, and how do you treat that? You treat it with antifungals, obviously, huh?
1: Yeah, there's antifungals to use, either oral or IV, depending on, and then depending on what type of fungus is there, uh, depends on what type of antifungal you use. I use a nasal, special nasal swab that looks at the DNA for bacterial, bacteria and fungus. Uh, With this methodology, you don't depend upon fungus growing. It doesn't grow very well and takes a long time. But within four or five days, I can have the results back on the DNA culture, uh, whether there's fungus or bacteria there. Uh, Chest x-rays help you with uh, pulmonary conditions. Uh, Sometimes they have a chronic cough. The chest x-ray is negative. You have to do a CT scan of the chest to look more specifically at infiltrates, where the mold may be. If that fails and they still have a cough and they act like they're infected, then they need a bronchoscopy with bronchial washings, and that's where a little scope goes down, looks into your lungs, squirt some water in there, suck it out, uh, then use culture techniques to find out what actually is there. If they're really infected and they come in coughing, they're coughing up sputum, then you can just culture mold out of what, uh, they cough up out of the sputum and know exactly what's going on with that.
0: Right. Now, individuals, obviously, it depends how severe, how how sick the person is. But once you clear up the home, and sometimes they just have to, it, it's hard to remediate a home. Sometimes they have to just move into another location. But if they can remediate the home, that's not inexpensive to do. That we know that can cost tens of thousands of dollars to get rid of the mold or replace the vents or replace the walls. The second thing, um, but you're going to test everybody for allergies, and if they have allergies, you'll treat them for that, and and then you detoxify using various vitamins and minerals as well as hyperbaric oxygen. And I want to I want to uh, have you back on another podcast uh, and talk about hyperbaric oxygen treatment, not just for mold sensitivity and mold uh, toxicity. And Dr. Johnson has the hyperbaric oxygen treatment centers of Texas. He's got the largest treatment center in Texas. He has five hyperbaric machines and people come from all over the world to be treated there for hyperbaric oxygen treatment. And we're going to pick up and have another podcast uh, with him uh, in the near future. So thank you for joining us today. And thank you, Dr. Johnson, for sharing your uh, medical expertise with us on the whole issue of mold allergy, mold toxicity, and mold infection. And if anybody has problems with, uh, that your physicians can't seem to figure out, um, Dr. Johnson is a resource in the Dallas area here at the Hootsie Health and Wellness Center. We can also test and treat you for allergies and, uh, to mold and to other allergens and uh, help determine your problem. If you need hyperbaric oxygen treatment, Dr. Johnson supplies that at his center in uh, the Dallas area. So thank you again, uh, Al, for joining us today. and We look forward to visiting with you in the near future.
2: Oh, and Dr. Johnson, how, how can people find you if they want to know more about the hyperbaric oxygen therapy? What's the best way to reach you?
1: Yes, there's two websites. There's uh, johnsonmedicalassociates.com and then there's hyperbaric centers of texas they can google that uh, our office number is 972-479-0400
2: perfect thank you for your great work sir and again all of you out there if you would like to know more about natural approaches to getting healthy and well just give us a call at 281-698-8698 that's 281-698-8698 thank you for joining us today on dr hosey's wellness revolution
1: a special thanks to Physician's Preference Pharmacy, formerly Hotzi Pharmacy, proud sponsor of Dr. Hotzi's Wellness Revolution podcast.